Good afternoon and you're welcome to Men's Table. Uh, it's been a very good day, a uh, rainy day too also. Anyway, my name is Steve Araba and you're welcome to Men's Table. I want to believe that you enjoy the Niger gospel music that you listen to. I was here in the studio shaking my body one way or another. Uh, I was mostly dancing in my mind. But then, um, you're welcome. Uh, we've been doing a lot of having a lot of conversations about things that affect men and how we should uh, change our perspective to what we do, especially in our homes, the, our jobs, or the businesses that we run, uh, in our profession generally, and whenever we meet other people. So this month we've been talking about service, offering service, or being a person of service, and we've looked at it in from the perspective of your career, your, your profession, or working with your colleagues at the office. We've also taken a look at it from the perspective of family. And today being the last Wednesday of the month, where we're just going to be wrapping up on some of the uh, different things we've been able to talk about. Um, Josh is here with me in the studio, and we're going to be having a very good time here in the studio. So you stay tuned after this very short break and we'll be right back on Men's Table. Engaging conversations about the world of men. Their struggles and triumph. Their problems and solutions. Join us every Wednesday for the afternoon show, Men's Table with Steve from 2 to 3 p.m. You can't afford to miss this. Find another way to prosper. 
much a welcome back from that quick break. That was Simi singing, um, is it Lua or Aimasiko? I remember the Aimasiko more than <laughs> yeah, back in the day when we were still growing up. I think I was a teenager then when that song was originally done. Yeah, yeah so you can imagine how old I am now. And some people were not born. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway... Um, it's a beautiful Wednesday. We're talking about services. We're wrapping up uh, the theme for the month uh, today. So we've, we've looked at it uh, from dif- different perspectives. And we recognize that service is something that you would have to offer if you want to actually achieve anything in life. If, uh, if you want to be great, you have to first be a servant. It doesn't make perfect sense because anybody who wants to be great is... Uh, usually taught to ride over other people you know make sure that you're better than the other person make sure that you are you outshine the other person we usually think that's the best way to go through life but then um, another principle would say that if you want to be the great one then you have to be the one who serves it doesn't usually make you know perfect sense and so sometimes even as men we're looking at ourselves like um, the easiest way for people to know that I'm a great man is when my light shines brighter than the other person's and so we do everything in in that line to make sure that uh, we score the higher we get the higher score or we get the better grade or we look better or we look finer than the other person just something to make us look uh, like we have better qualities or we're more advantage than the other person. But it says, I mean, the principle there is the more you try to make other people glow, then the brighter you shine. It mm. doesn't make sense. What do you think, Josh? Well, um, the I think the real definition of greatness itself, mm. you know, when you see somebody is great, yeah. I think it comes, um, service comes into play. Now, when we talk about greatness, now, you said uh, that, uh, I know another did in Europe, which has always, uh, to me, I think is erroneous. It has always, you know, directed us towards, you know, the wrong belief that if someone else's, uh, if someone else's success is not destroyed, another person's yeah. um, success cannot be reviewed. Yes, which I believe it has, anyone that keeps that in mind would go through life being... Um, a stumbling block yeah. to other people's progress, believing is only through such acts that would get help. And another one says that um, you know um, that um, the sky is enough for the birds to fly. You know, the sky yeah. is big enough. The the space in the air is big enough for every yeah. bird to fly. The the ocean is big enough for every fish to swim. It can never be, you know, mm-hmm. overoccupied. They can yeah. never even use their body to touch. You know. So, if we sit down and ponder on these things, we begin to realize that um, the essence, I've, I've always said this like most times, that there's no way um, humans, there's no any other reason why we coexist other than to help ourselves, you know, exactly. to you know, bring ourselves up now. Now, back to what I was saying, if you go to the exact, you know, meaning of greatness, you say somebody is great, I think 
it's always about their track record, what they've done right from time. We look at, yes. uh, you, eventually, greatness brings some, you know, there are some gratifications, you know, that comes with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the likes of having to be famous, you know, having a lot of cash, you know, money, mm-hmm. having people, you know, that trust you, people you have as, you know, that, that you have around you. You know, those are the reward that comes with greatness. But there was something you must have done to have gotten to that status that called great, yeah. you know. And you couldn't have been, you know, just, you know, amassing wealth, amassing wealth, amassing wealth. Mm-hmm. In a critical sense, you can't really amass that um, that big, big wealth if you have not impacted into the life of others. Now, we yes. talked about service sometimes past, and there's never anyone great today, whether, you know, one way or the other, that has never done something for somebody before they are being called great now so the essence of greatness in itself if you say you are great is the act of service the act Mm -hmm. of service some people they've dedicated themselves they never ever had the you know idea of i want to have this you know big money i want to be so rich but they just you know kept on doing what they believe they should do as service to mankind and eventually the benefits came by so i think a lot of us you know these days we've taken we've looked away from you know the purpose and we are looking at the end result oh this is what I want to get this is what comes to people that you know do this and we lose uh the the purpose now that's yes. why a lot of people you see uh why are you doing this is because uh, you know i want to be famous i want to have money but yes. we don't know most of these things comes after we've put in a lot of these sacrifices exactly. the initial the, the the goal uh the point is about the sacrifice is what we are meant to do mm. then definitely you can't separate you know them from the result which you're gonna get but when you look ahead at the result now that's where hostility comes in you know you, f- you focus more on you know the outcome and that's where you have to bypass you know the right means having to you know trample on people's head having to climb on them mm-hmm. to get to the top which definitely uh wouldn't say that as greatness yeah true uh you know there are no 10 steps to greatness uh, mm-hmm. like people would write books and s- say stuff it's just about knowing how and where to serve you know and putting your heart into it so whether wherever we are there's always an opportunity to serve and we should always have that at the back of our mind. So it really doesn't matter whether immediately we're getting some money for it or we're getting some form of gratification for it. Oftentimes, we may not even get them uh, immediately or, or, or in a very short time. It could take a while. Yeah. But the characteristic thing about those we consider great now i'm not talking about those we just call great yeah. i'm talking about those we recognize their impact and they may have been reached they may not have been reached but those we recognize their impacts something is common to all of them they did something significantly unique exactly. and beneficial exactly. for other people, other people. and uh, I, I want to believe that as men, if we want to be great fathers, that's one of the things we can do, you know, to make sure that we serve our family. You know, there was a, a meeting I was speaking at not too long ago, and somebody uh, asked the question about, okay, so how do we merge, you know, being a great father with being an African father? <laughs> <laughs> Um, and that's a very, you know, I think that's a very smart question. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I understand the perspective it was coming, coming from. from. Okay. Because as an African man or an African father, you are the king. Your word is law. Whatever you choose to do, you do. And you, you are considered infallible 
or at least yes. nobody can go against you what you say. You can't make mistake on the likes. And uh, you know, my even though it was a different topic we were treating, but my answer to that question was uh, we were talking about something about vision. Uh, that how do you consider being an African father and having a vision for your family and uh, also you know trying to be a great father along with all these vision things. And my answer to that was, your vision should determine what culture you live within your home. So if your vision, your vision should determine, you know, how, what kind of, I mean, what woman you marry, your vision should determine how many kids you have. It should determine what environment you, you would live in. It should determine what you would do as a job or what you would do, what you would engage in as a social thing. That is the culture. I mean, that determines the culture. So if that vision says that you have to be the conventional, everyday African man, then, I mean, you, you might as well. Mm -hmm. But it's unlikely <laughs> that you would want to become, you know, so great and you still uh, yeah. be that African mentality guy. Yeah. It, it hardly would ever work that way. So your vision goes ahead to determine... Uh, the choices you're, you're you going make, to make. Exactly. It determines the culture, the tradition of that home. Yeah. So I don't want to believe that, you know, because I am born a Yoruba boy, then that means it. I should take on the traditions of the Yorubas or, you know, if it doesn't fit the vision that I have for my family or the vision that I have for my life, it won't work. You know, some a lot of those things won't work. It's not even supposed to work. Now, does that mean you go out you know, in the open and start saying what the Yorubas are doing are wrong or mm -hmm. what the Igbos or Aousas are doing now. You don't have to do that. You work with everybody the way you have to work with. But the culture that you have within your home, you set it based on the vision that you have. But unfortunately, a lot of us men don't have that vision. But anyway, we're talking about service, you know. Uh, now, of course, uh, there's no, even if we're going to tie it up with vision, there is no a vision that doesn't end up you know being revealed through the act of service you know everything that you have to do everything that you have to achieve in life it will always um, uh, come into effect through act of service um, and I think that's really important for everyone to note no no you you said something earlier now and talking about you know somebody looking into himself and say okay it's not about the african mentality this is what i want to live by this is yeah. what i believe i want to do so the kind of principle the foundation i want to set my family on mm -hmm. now someone someone be you know someone might be saying that um, where does our culture lies you know people say you have to represent yourself wherever you are yes now for that when we look into the real meaning of culture, it's about the ideas, the custom, the social behavior of a yeah. particular set of people. It doesn't say the lay down rules, you know, the, exactly. the believed, you know. And so it's always right to set out your own culture. Culture mm -hmm. is not something you must have to 
always live by it's something you can always set you know yes. and live by them you don't necessarily have to build on because oh i'm from ogun state okay let me go and read how ogun state people live and i have to start you know but aligning my lifestyle life, yeah. to that now you have to just know the right thing you know it's just like you said you have to know where you're going you know you have to know your visions what you hope to achieve and definitely somebody having to worry about being a great father and being an african father Mm-hmm. would definitely not see beyond um not being an african father yes he will have to like oh this one is important this one isn't but i have to i i must beat my son every day for him to become something i have yeah. to flog him i have to lean in that give him koboko <laughs> and everything and at the same time i have to you know you just have to not uh, you have to be have those kind of thinking for you to worry about being an mm-hmm. african father so these cultures we're talking about now yeah. you know they, they they come as a result of what you set your mind at what you hope to achieve yes. in future you know definitely you, they, they don't just you don't man you don't just you know they don't come from anywhere they, they are manifested inside of you based yes. on your principles based on your dreams based on everything you mm-hmm. want to live by and like you said now all the decisions you make they, they are just they might be spontaneous but they will definitely have a source there's exactly. somewhere some you're going so they just come easily you mm-hmm. know this is kind of wife want to get married to if you see how you know you know this is what you want your children to live by you mm-hmm. know this is where you're going and what i'm talking about it is that in the real sense having this um act of service yes uh would be very much you know obvious when you have this principles this culture inside of you Absolutely. you know what drives you so if you have the right culture now it's about there, there, there are different cultures now there are some yeah. cultures now in african country whereby you don't meet your spouse until the day you are getting married the family yes. just come they do the right and that's all yes. that's a culture mm-hmm. now to some people that's a very wrong culture that's a wrong tradition mm-hmm. right to some it is life like that is the best yes. so it's about the right and the wrong culture to you what you feel is right and what you feel is wrong yeah. and you, you know, if you look at culture, really, it's just an expression of a way of life. Way of life, yeah. And, you know, the we all have to be born through a channel anyway. So, um, I'm born into a Yoruba family, not because I chose to be to a Yoruba, be. but mm-hmm. I, I had to come to the world. And so, um, I came in through that channel. Yeah. Now... Because culture is uh, is a way of expression of everyday life. Uh, it has worked for everybody before me, you know, to live the. I mean, for the Yorubas to live the way they do, they do. and it worked for them. It made them very expressive. It made them feel joy. It made them feel like a community. It made them feel uh, like part of something greater than themselves, and that was good. Okay, but. Now I'm I'm not going against. Oh, do you now start? You know, maybe you stop wearing agbada. You have to <laughs> wear a t-shirt and jeans. No, that's not even what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about um, some other more important aspects of your own life. The things that you, uh, the purpose for which you're living. What determines that? So the vision you have is going to determine what personal culture you're going to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, of course, you you could still express your, um, what's it called, your outer circle life through like the Yoruba man, no problem. But when it comes to being able to build the inner strength of a child, you know, there are some certain things that exactly. the Africans do that, yeah. you know, destroys that. Mm-hmm. You make sure that you 
you chunk those away because it doesn't align with the vision you have. You have. And there are some certain things or maybe some certain places that you you would have to go maybe as a form of family or stuff like that. If it doesn't align with the culture that you have set for your family, you don't have to align. Of course, that's more like swimming against the tide. Uh, you're going to have a lot of people who hold, wonder, is it just you? Why? Because everybody is swimming in the same direction. Mm -hmm. And you think, you know what? This is I don't want this. And I don't want my children to go this way. And so I'm going to isolate them. If I have to go and weather the storm on their behalf, no problem. But I don't want my children to go through this or uh, or to have to ex grow up with that experience because uh, what they grow up with is going to impact on their lives yeah. as they grow up. So those are the kind of things that I'm talking about. So it's not like saying, okay, now um, the culture of um, Shaka the Zulu or something <laughs> is not something that yeah. you want to do. I mean, some of those things are actually really rich. Yeah. They're really beautiful. It doesn't impact on anything. Yeah. It's just for you to feel that communal belonging. Mm -hmm. yeah. But as a matter of your life's purpose or your vision for your family, some certain things will not be allowed based on the vision you have yeah. because they would hamper what you're trying to achieve. And then you work against that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and it's just um, as evident as that, like... Um, like that that's um when you're looking at um somebody that wants to start uh, for anyone listening you might thinking oh and and most of these things now we talk about now i i wonder at times how so much they are very much relevant when it comes to decision making general decision making mm -hmm. and then you know we talked about um act of service in the family you know at yes. work and everything yes and there's this kind this culture we talk about now mm. it drives everything you know true it, the right culture within yourself that's why it doesn't just it's not limited to you know the family we're talking about the kind of culture you want to build in the family mm -hmm. it takes you carries you and gives you an integrity wherever you are at work exactly. and that's is that integrity that will push you to service and a lot of things so that's why uh, when you go to the root and it's the foundation is being set you know by a particular you know principle culture you've laid down for mm -hmm. yourself and for your family then definitely every like every other thing would be easier to put in place Absolutely. for you so it's just uh, i i remember i used to say then you know talking about through this service in the month of july that you don't you don't just wake up and say okay um maybe i should start acting so good to people uh, maybe when i see a woman trying to lift her load i should just help her up and everything mm -hmm. it doesn't just come that way there have to be something inside of it that you have to inculcate you know you have to build mm -hmm. that will even give you a sense where you need to you know carry out those services there are people a lot of people around it wouldn't just come if you don't you know have some cultures inside of you that mm -hmm. you want to live by yes definitely you you, just, you you can't be looking out for oh i was listening to steve and he said um uh, probably we have to uh, i should uh, i should do this for my kid i should i will not be looking for that opportunity oh where is it okay now nah, this is the best time to do yeah, it, it there are a lot of heart, you know yeah. there are a lot of times these kind of things are meant to be exhibited but mm -hmm. you may not see them if you don't build some things inside of you some yes. particular principle and this is True. this is like the foundation this is where it starts from so mm -hmm. about the culture when you are you know among your 
colleagues you know your subordinates your 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 superiors and everyone it just drives you everywhere and you know you just find yourself you know just exhibiting those things you would wish yourself to be absolutely uh so you know when we're taking a look at service you know connecting everything together uh, like you mentioned right now it has to be something that is a part of you mm -hmm. before you can do it so it's not just something that you do um you just wake up to do it's not a to-do list kind mm -hmm. of thing it's more of something that has to be part of you so when you look at us men uh, i mean men generally we're not really people who are built to serve other people well that's why we get into arguments because we believe we have to win that conversation uh, exactly. <laughs> you know yeah. you just have to outshine the other person and then if we can't win the argument we turn it into a fight if yeah. we can't win the fight then we turn it into some kind of um blood feud or somebody sets the other person up at yeah. the office or uh, on the bigger level maybe they assassinate the other person mm -hmm. you know just to show that yeah from a little I'm the, thing and you i'm know, the one who won this round you know up. and that's that's like the norm but if we're able to, you know, to retract and just stoop to conquer, to conquer some of those kind of things, you just would it? Would anybody die? Would anybody get hurt if yeah. I take if I take a bow? Nah. So, I mean, it's okay if that is what helps your helps your ego. Your ego. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could do without it. You exactly. know, and it's in some in many cases. That is the mentality we take into our families, where we see our children, you know, they're trying to become something. And then we go like, oh, is it at your age? I was still listening to my parents. I was still, you know, um, my parents would tell me what they wanted me to do. And I'll just go ahead and do it without questions. You don't want your children to question or ask you questions about the uh, things that you're telling them because you believe that you have to be infallible. You have to be the uh, final word. And that is not service. You know, that's more like ruling your family rather than uh, serving your family. And there is no, I don't think there's any kingdom that uh, based on rulership, you know, totalitarian rulership that exists for so long yeah. except the ones that their kings actually do serve the people yeah, yeah the good ones still get uh, they get killed because <laughs> uh, they don't get to live for too long because that's not the norm that people are used to yeah. they believe that you have you have to have the final word but when it comes to our families thankfully nobody is going to set out to kill you but it does something for our children when they know that we are ready to listen to them. We're ready to get their ideas. And, you know, the good thing is a lot of our kids nowadays are getting smarter than us. Very, very smart. They're more in tune with what is going on. They're more updated. They're, they're more knowledgeable. The only thing we can have as adults as an advantage at all, if we do have it, is wisdom mm -hmm. of, you know, having grown Experience up through the yeah. times. But these kids know so much so if we allow them to express themselves as individuals you know listen to them oftentimes we realize that we don't have to do so much as men okay. i mean as fathers you just can let your kids take the decision on whatever it is mm -hmm. and that way your children your ch our children will believe that we trust them 
they would, even when they do the stupid stuff, it will still be somewhere at the back of their minds that my dad expects better from me. Yeah. So, yeah, their age will make them do stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and But they will still be able to, you know, rise up from the dust and know that, okay, there's a bigger, there's a higher calling to why I'm here. There's a reason my dad trusts me with this kind of decisions. And there's a reason my dad uh, would want me to become a better man. If we are able to do that, then what we're going to be doing is raising a new generation of men who believe more in themselves, who look out for other people, who who are able to look uh, to see opportunities in you know in very strange places. They're able to see needs and they're able to um, to meet the need. And of course, I mean, there's nobody who meets needs who eventually doesn't become profitable yeah. you know or who doesn't become great in that sense so you make a lot of money you get uh you get uh what's it called to your name um uh, people get to know your name for something good and that is the way people build uh their reputation over time you get known for something good and without that we may not be able to um we may never be able to fully become anything if we don't let our kids you know express themselves and listen to them and give them you know because when fathers do listen mm -hmm. you know it's not natural for us to listen to anybody at a point i found out how difficult it is to actually <laughs> sit down you know concentrate you know listening takes a lot concentration and concentration also it takes for you to have to train yourself to concentrate mm -hmm. you know a father that has a lot of things to do at work he's, he's got papers to you know to submit and everything and decide that, okay let me just listen to this kid in the mm -hmm. next two minutes your mind is off you know exactly. the kid is still talking and you think you're listening but it's, you're not. it's not a natural thing it's easier for the women okay and that's why you find out that a lot of a lot of children would always sing praises about their moms mom, you know, they, they get all the money mom, from their dad, dad but they sing praises of their, their mom, mom and, and you wonder hey i thought i was the one doing all the work because there's a value to to some of those things that money can't buy yeah that we're supposed to do as men that we don't yeah. and that's also because of the um the wrong concept of being a man or being a father that we've had or being a husband we just believe that whatever we do we uh, whatever we do we do and we're fine so far we can provide provide money but um, so we don't give attention we don't provide emotional backup for our kids we don't provide uh, any other intangibles yeah. because once we can do the tangible things we believe we're done but that's not it no no let me let me just you know chip this in i i you know i believe a lot of men you know they wish to just balance the whole thing like be the great father then you know the work because definitely they have to provide for their family yeah. and these things are so difficult somebody might listen to me earlier on and say well definitely i've got a lot of things to worry about than to sit down spend you know a whole two hours with my kid because uh, i want to be his father i'm already his father you know by giving birth to him i'm already his father by paying for his you know you know school fees mm -hmm. feeding him and everything and having to sit down and listen i think well i listen to him really, mm -hmm. you know but um you know the thing there is as i said earlier on is not just as easy to listen 
to listen to people you know talk mm. not even your kids not even sitting down to listen and mm-hmm. i i think i got a lot of um um thinking from the fact that um um, having to concentrate itself, concentration is a lot of people have lost concentration. Mm-hmm. It's always difficult. You can try it. You might think you concentrate a lot. Try as much as possible to sit down to listen to somebody and think if your mind wouldn't go anywhere else in the next between the space of five minutes. True. It's and wherever your mind goes, whatever that has been said at that particular time, you are totally off. You never heard anything. Yeah. Now, uh, let me just chip this in. I think I, I was reading some a piece yesterday and I got this and I was just reading on concentration and thank God this came in. Uh, you know, a lot of us might want to build more on our concentration having to... Con- we might think we concentrate a lot, but mm-hmm. by the time we observe how much we keep our mind towards a particular thing coming to us, for how long, that's, that depends on or that shows how far we can concentrate now. True. Now, is, is, this is a tip anyway because I believe when we can concentrate very well, mm-hmm. we can set up a time that okay between this time babe let's talk boy let's talk you know mm-hmm. and you know that between those times you exhibit these cues you concentrate you listen and between mm-hmm. those times everything you hear will really give you a lot of ideas about what is in the mind of this person something exactly. you've not been seeing something you've probably been you know oblivious of you've not really paid attention your mind has not even gone there but yes. you know we, but we spoke yesterday you think you spoke but you never listen now True. so concentration you know this you know carries a lot you know mm-hmm. a lot a lot of us want, want to listen but we just find difficult to concentrate and definitely a lot of men out there it's not their fault anyway they believe mm-hmm. there's a lot on their mind they are doing mm-hmm. this project this project they have to do this and that and everything so it takes you to train your mind to help your mind to know how to okay focus on something at a particular time mm-hmm. and you know that okay the time is up for this let's focus on this and you set your mind on it now well I was reading a book yesterday and it was shame that um, for you to help yourself to concentrate, mm-hmm. try as much as possible while you read. Make sure, uh, try to count the number of words in a particular paragraph, you know. You know, just try as much. You know, at times you might feel, feel it's just, you know, I'm just trying to share this anyway. Mm-hmm. You might feel mm-hmm. it's just, you know, fruitless something. In a particular paragraph, for those of you that read, you can try as much as possible to count the number of words in each of those paragraphs and you're doing like two or three times for the next paragraph and try as much as possible to keep those numbers in your head before you finish those pages. Now, these are little, little exercises, you know, where you, which you can do. And at a particular time, again, you can start the day, you know, thinking of a positive word in mm-hmm. your head for it, for the day like and in the next 10 minutes sit down close your eyes and think of only that word without having to you know digress with your mind mm. you know the moment you see you are trying to think away you know come back and put those words into your head mm-hmm. by the time you get in the next five ten minutes you try to put a particular word inside your head for five consecutive minutes yeah. through, throughout the day you begin to remember that word and it helps your concentration you yeah. know concentration is a very very you know vital thing a lot of us don't know we don't have and True. it hampers a lot of things so i know a lot of men out there they really want to listen and this act of not listening has also broken a lot of marriages you know you don't Absolutely. listen to me i've been talking i've been talking you think you but we spoke yeah. yesterday we spoke on the phone i do everything we spend the same time in this house but it's about yeah. Actually, const- listening to what this person is saying by concentrating, which does very much, you know, not being there. You know, we, we also have to listen to the things that are not being said with words. Uh, yeah, exactly. And that happens a lot with our children. Because I've seen uh, cases where, you know, a father is talking to his teenager. His eyes are, I mean, the boy is, is giving the right responses. Yes, sir. No, sir. But his eyes are somewhere else. Yeah. Like, 
I really don't care. Don't I just care. have to respond yeah. this way because my you are father. my dad. <laughs> but in my mind, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not with you. And a lot of times we overlook some of these things and go like, "That's the way it is. That's the way it is." But the truth is, he's he's not with you. And unfortunately, what now? What then is? the definition of family if your child is not on the same page with, with you, you if your wife is not on the same page with you and and you just think you're on the same page with everybody just because you live in the same area uh, and it's not true that is the worst form of disservice you can have Love. for your family you know when you assume that because you live in the same place or you speak the same language that you're all on the same page uh, we have to find a way to create um, that uh, avenue of openness you know I think if most of us men could listen more to our children it doesn't necessarily mean that we're able to or they want to travel out and then we give them the oh, money to yeah. do it that's not even what we're talking about but the fact that you can listen and hear exactly what is running on their minds and you are able to give a response albeit the best possible response within your abilities. Yeah. Because even our children know when we're able to serve them, you know, especially on the financial things, our children know when we're doing our best as opposed to when we're just sitting there like, you know, you want to travel, travel where? When I was your age, I didn't have I a father. Like <laughs> you know, <laughs> and some of those things they shut uh, they shut our kids down. So we have to be able to know how to respond. We have to know when we just need to hear, especially listen to those things that possibly would even make us angry. Uh -huh. You know, like okay, so this boy is talking about a girl that he likes, and he's just in GS one, uh -huh. and you're thinking you have not even reached anywhere. <laughs> you know, and. A lot of times, those are the things we would need to do. They may not necessarily be comfortable because, you know, we talked about acts of service not being something comfortable. But at the end of the day, it serves the other person to make the other person better. Okay, so we have to be able to do that, especially for our kids. Now, um, I know there's an act of service professionally. Uh, there's an act of service in family. But I think... Um, for a lot of us men, we may not be able, we may not have a problem with serving other people at the office, you know, okay. because we know one way or another, we're going to get it back. Yeah. Uh, one way or another, that boss is probably going to give us that raise or that bonus or that um, promotion. No problem. But in our families where our children may not necessarily be the people that we expect them to give us money, we don't expect that. Except maybe your son is now a celebrity of some sort. He's making a lot of stage. money, yeah. And he's making a lot more money than you are. At that level, even for a lot of fathers, rather than go ahead to just, you know, hope that the, the son is going to drop something, they start making demands like, even take I took care of you, <laughs> I did this for you. To maintain whatever status the child has. At that particular time, that is even when the kid needs his dad the most. Exactly. You know, if a kid, you know, comes to stardom at a very early age, you mm -hmm. know, he needs somebody there to be a father to him, to put him to check and everything. That is the yeah. fatherness. Not, you know, he can, <laughs> can provide the money at that time, but there are a lot of other things a father gives to his child, even apart from the money. 
money. And for mm -hmm. those that think, okay, I'm giving him money, I'm ready, Father. Then that's when they think, oh, my job on you is done. You have, you have, you have now blown. So just be giving me the money. Yeah. I don't need my assistance anymore. Yeah. But if you look beyond that and know that, okay, there's more to a father, uh, from a father to a son than just the money to the son, then definitely mm -hmm. at that particular time, that's when the, the son really needs it the most. Absolutely. So if for our families, a lot of times we don't spend too much time with them. We don't we don't give them so much attention. Sometimes we even give other people more money than we give our families Family. because I mean, the people that we're serving on the outside, it gives us they some know, kind they of... Know, um, they know us better, actually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they, they saw everything yeah. we do and, you know, in fact, they know how much we are making. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times, we're more comfortable giving people money or stuff outside, outside the, family the family because it gives us some sense of gratification like, yes, I'm helping, helping somebody, somebody else. Yeah. But we don't feel that same level of gratification when we're doing it for our children yeah. or to our wife. Life. And that happens. Yeah, yeah. But that is not, that is more, um, that's like political. Uh, you, you know, it's it's like I'm doing that for the world to see, mm -hmm. you know, it's helping them. Helping them and now if, <laughs> I don't know, except maybe you, you and your wife had you have this common vision of helping the motherless, the helpless, and all of that, which would still have to be some kind of agreement. Yeah. Not, not uh, putting aside the needs of the family or the fact that you have to spend time and resources on this same family, except that you still need to, you know, serve your own family, yeah. give them time, give them money, give them resources and materials, connect them to wherever they need to be connected to. You know, there's so many fathers who would rather uh, help the help other people's children get jobs or IT placements and all, and then we just hope that our children can slug it out themselves because um, uh, we didn't have fathers when we were their ages, mm -hmm. and some of these things just play out in our minds. Yeah. We don't know, but if we're able to, you know, take a few steps back and say, you know what, how best can I serve this boy today, or how best can I serve this this girl today or my wife what can i do to make him uh, to make her happier or to make her better uh, does she need to go for another course you know it's not just about me getting that master's degree or that phd and my wife is just there you know um taking care of the kids yeah. you know we need to think how can she be better how can she it's not about it's not now about oh if she gets her master's degree now then or she she's going to be pompous <laughs> <laughs> it's about doing making sure the other person is better regardless yeah making sure that you leave that person that day at that time better yeah, or feeling better than they you actually met them yeah. except we're able to do that then we may most likely not be doing uh, the best we can as fathers or as husbands and of course that goes uh goes around every other thing emotionally where it's not just when we're we're um, in the mood that we call our wives for you know some good good yeah. time you have to also consider that the woman too has had needs around that area yeah. and you have to be able to serve that need so it's not just about dumping money on her to say okay after all i mean I call for whatever, <laughs> whatever I want, and yeah. then you get the money and you're fine. No, yeah. it's about how can she feel the best way she can. 
how can she be the best way she she can you know um by me offering her something so it's everything all together and then uh on the side of the kids we know that we have to spend time listen to them know exactly what they're thinking and making sure that we give them the best experience possible so that they don't go outside and feel better about themselves than they do at home and that is the reason we lose a lot of our girls to other boys yeah. where they hear better things from those kids from those boys than they hear from us yeah. so it's just a matter of the boy saying oh you know you look really beautiful and today she's, she's never heard that from either parents before she doesn't hear it from home so she will feel more connected to that guy whether the boy knows what he's doing or not, not. than he feels i mean that she would feel with uh with us as fathers and then we start wondering oh why are you spending so much time with that boy don't you know you're supposed to be reading your book and you wonder there's a force between the two of them that that keeps them attracted to each other yeah. and then eventually it could become something worse but um it's because we're, they're not getting it from us it is also service when we're able to serve them emotionally every aspect it's not just sending them to school and giving them money mm -hmm. that is what a lot of us men know yeah. that is what we were raised to think because our fathers didn't know better mm -hmm. now a lot of times i always say that just because you survived your father's um, parenthood and you are the way you are does not mean your father did a good job mm -hmm. okay yeah. it just probably means that okay he was able to make some decisions they didn't affect you adversely as such. Yeah. But it does not mean that that's the best way. Uh, I mean, you could have had a fatherhood. Uh, yeah. uh, I mean, your parents. Mm -hmm. Now, the truth is, if they knew better, they would do better. Yeah. You know, even when they are the most terrible guys that yeah. we ever grew up mm -hmm. with. If they knew better, they would do better. Because people cannot act beyond their level of knowledge or, or imagination or thoughts. So... Um, that being said, I think it's also important for us to look at ourselves, even when we think that we have been modeled after a father who we thought did the best, we should still step back and think, okay, how can I be better as a father? How can I be better as a husband, you know, as a colleague, as anything, you know, that we're involved in? Involved in. That way we become uh, real men. Because also one of the qualities of a real man is continuous uh, uh, improvement. We just have to become better than we were. It doesn't mean that we, we will always be perfect. It doesn't mean that we'll ever be perfect. But it just means we were better than we were yesterday. And that solves a lot of the problems that we, <laughs> that we would ever have. Yeah, and uh, well, uh, you know, uh, we've talked about the influence of actually fathers in the life of kids. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there was a, you know, um, um, what's it called now? A study. Uh, I remember the last meeting we did at um, men's, men, the meeting. Okay. And so uh, about the influence of a father in the, the presence of a father, what how it influences a child. And personally, I've come to observe that, yes, for those that never had a father in their life, they probably end up in the street, you know, they, they, yeah. they get inundated with, you know, vague ideas of what it means to be a man. Mm -hmm. You know, probably the definition their mom gave to them or the society gave to them. Mm -hmm. Now, regardless of whether the father in question was a good father, mm -hmm. was a great father, did his duties as a father or not, the presence of a father 
in a child's life matters a lot mm -hmm. i've seen a lot of people that they complained about their dad while growing up it was not this it was not that but they were still there and eventually these people ended up you know becoming you know what they wanted to be the good you know guys and mm -hmm. it always shows the fact that well they saw the lapses in their dad yeah. and it corrected them which is in you know beautiful now let's think about the fact that you were there as a father present naturally your presence there has a positive influence on the child mm -hmm. whether you act or not as long as True. you are there there are things the child will learn from you if he's lucky enough to get the truth somewhere mm -hmm. as he goes on in life yeah. now imagine you're not the father that you know that is the great father mm -hmm. you know the father that you know knows your right from your left knows what you want for your kid definitely I'm just imagining. I, I remember I said something to you like, you know what happened in Senate yesterday, blah blah blah. <laughs> and I just thought of it that I think these people had bad fathers. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. but I, I believe the world would become a very much better place if you know the fathers, you know, starts as early as possible to yes. put the writing into their kids. True. Very much. Their presence enough is something that will be positive for them. Now, mm -hmm. adding more to it by getting to know a little of these things and letting a child know that you said earlier on that it's not about telling the kid he must do this without giving him reason a child that you know knows right from the early stage that he is responsible for whatever decision he makes and a lot of children they believe if i do this my father is there to you know take mm -hmm. up to, if i spoil this car he will he will repair it mm -hmm. if i if i spend my school fees he doesn't have a choice if i have to give me another <laughs> one i can't drop out of school and the likes but having a letting a child know he's responsible for every decision he makes putting yes. them in a situation whereby they have to govern you know their possession they have to govern the things because they know that definitely they start thinking that if i do this this is my this is the result this is the yeah. consequences yeah. i think that helps also in you know making a child grow faster and knowing the things the things the right mm. things to do yeah so um you know in talking about this act of service um in different ways we've talked about it but i think it's important for us as men to sort of like let go our sense of entitlement like because i am the husband i must get this mm. because i am the father i must get this i pay your school fees so you yes. do exactly what i tell you to do um that would not be a very good example um there's this analogy that uh, i've used before uh, i think at the last men's table series that we had in ibadan um as the home you know being the uh, the roof the pillars the windows everything and the foundation and then we look at the man being the foundation so the man goes ahead to sink deep in the soil and nobody really ever knows that he's there mm. the only way we we know how good of a job he's done is by the buildings that we see yeah. the roof the style the um the whatever beauty is put into the fashioning of the the blocks on the building that is how we know that he's done a good job that's how we know how deep he is as a man the you know uh, determined by the kind of edifice or the kind of building he's able to sustain yeah. now there is i don't think there's any building there's any foundation of any building that goes ahead to say you know what 
I cannot I cannot do this anymore. Mm. I now want to be recognized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I need to come out from this from you the know, ground, you know. Once that happens, the building crumbles. There's nothing that's going to be worth anything about the entire building. Yeah. So I I'm just trying to tie that to that sense of entitlement of it's like we are the foundation. So what we do, we do because we need to make sure that the building stands. So whether we're recognized for it or not, it does not really matter because for as long as the building stands, we're able to, um, people recognize us because of the building that stands. Yeah. It is not so much about, oh, so now I'm the, uh, the chief uh, somewhere or I'm now the president of something. Yeah, that could happen. That would be nice. But you would still be bankrupt if people cannot see any building on all of that foundation that you lay. The moment I you see know. a skyscraper, I know that, man, the foundation of this place must be So, there, you know. we, we might think that um, nobody will recognize us just because we're sinking a lot of time into family or a lot of resources, a lot of, you know, just investing in that family, not just, you know, uh, using physical resource, we're also looking at the intangibles, the emotional stability you create in your sons or in your daughters or the the sense of integrity and pride in the fact that, you know, they are individuals by themselves, not looking outside the family to get any form of recognition or any form of um, uh, a sense of worth. Yeah. They get everything from within the family. Mm. The, conversa- the time that you have to spend with your children to have conversations with them about every single topic. And it's not just about, oh, you see me, I'm hardworking. It's about talking to your sons yeah. about the, uh, the reason they have to be hardworking. Talking to your daughters about the reason they have to be looking out for particular qualities in a man, not just somebody who flusters them you know, emotionally. Yeah. Those kind of things, they go a long way to form the kind of building that we're going to have on the foundation that we lay. Other than that, we're going to be bankrupt, you know, um, in terms of our family. And then our family now becomes another debris in the society because mm. we've not been able to build anything. Yeah. And, you know, the family is the, is the smallest unit of the bigger society that we have yeah. then. We have the kind of senators that we have. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, our time is fast spent. Um, I, I want to believe that for everybody that has listened in at different times uh, this month, uh, treating this uh, topic service, we want to believe that you've been able to get one or two things. And if you haven't been tuning in, uh, I want to believe that you got something today. And such conversations that affect men and how we must be better men, uh, the kind of conversations we have on men's table. Uh, I'm, my name is Araba Steve, and I'm usually here on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh is a lot of the times here with me to have these conversations. So please tune in on the social media platforms. Let's have these conversations. Um, or if you have any questions, please send them in, and we'll be glad to treat them on subsequent shows. Uh, it's been a good time. Uh, let's just end with the men's table creed. Uh, this is something that we like to recite every single show, just to remind us who we are. So it says, I am a man, not because of what I have, but because of who I am. I am smart. I am trained. 
I am accountable to my loved ones. I am responsible for my own life and the affairs of those connected to me. That makes me the star in my own life story. I am the builder, the teacher, the father the world has been waiting for. I am a man. So until next time, you be good and be the man. Yeah. All right. Have a fantastic uh, rest of the week. Yeah.